Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash Boost by Tax Day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Los mejores viajes. Nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. I'm grateful that you made time to join us this morning. We are coming to you live from our studios here in Kukum Lanely. Also streaming live on DSTV and GoTV and around the world via myjoyonline.com. The details now. Flag bearer of the opposition NDC, John Dramani Mahama, says his government will not grant mining concessions and forest reserves 
if he wins the 2024 elections. He believes this will help protect the country's, for, the country's forest reserves. Mr. Mahama opines that benefits received um, from mining in the forest outweigh the financial gains from the extraction of gold deposits. He's been addressing residents of Dryam Kwanta as part of his Building Ghana tour. Nana eka kwaya sem na eya reho if you say ene wo hwe ye kwaya ni bebrea sena ni sitie ama uhua wankasa ubesu amagana na eno na ama ye your friends say trikasem your climate eh sesa abrai wo say ensuba emma abrai ni say ensuto na eto if you say you say um, your environment, then you know, okay, who quite enough? Either say you use a couple or want you track by your new na NDC, what share your manifesto? One, you say quite enough, canoe, you be born who buying, yeah, ma, ubiya concession, say uncle, quite your mum, could track by your and we are see honor, a one for so a chain, sika cocona, we every honor. Nasika kokon wu yi fri hoa eno ano no. Oton yuya wedi sika no. Nen yuya ni bi yen nanano kanswa sa emreno ena se en yuya ni si ho. E yuya e si ho 300 years na waba odi chenso e chwego se uo shesha sika kokonti. Nti yaba sa forest reserves ni yina akano yabe bo humbayi. Se nebe ya yabe timi ede ama ya ma ni nana no so anka ya nana mo etutwa kwae ni na guya anka ebe ba beto omo de ma ya se ne be ya yesu ya be bo ho ban ni ede ama ya ma ni nana no enti sa na ebe ya no Mr. Mahama, they're opining that protecting forest reserves far outweighs uh, what we gain by mining in them. He's also been recommending the addition of more bonds to government's debt restructuring. He says do, doing so for the seven-year data bond will free up money for get-fund projects in the educational sector. Government has borrowed money against the get-fund. And so, money that should have come into the GET Fund to pay contractors who are working on projects in your colleges and your secondary schools has been taken in advance through the seven-year Dache bond. Dache Trust PLC is a special purpose vehicle incorporated as a public limited liability company to, among others, issue debt securities for the purpose of financing the construction of educational infrastructure and refinancing the GET Fund debts. So currently the GET Fund has no money to pay contractors who are working on projects in your schools. The Building Ghana Tour, which seeks concerns of various groupings, have made stops in some educational institutions. Key among issues raised by students and staff is inadequate infrastructure. When you have a good look at the school, it's a very nice environment, but due to lack of infrastructure, the men do go to Mehame to lodge. So as you come today, students of St. Joseph College of Education is asking that you come to our aid, help complete this multi-purpose building. In response, 
The former president points to the government's indebtedness to contractors on these projects as reason for the stalled projects. The NDC flag bearer prefers solution. And so what we're saying is that the Dutchie bond should be added to the debt restructuring to free up the money to come into the get fund again so that we can build hostels for you, we can build classrooms for you, we can build dining halls for you, we can build administration blocks for you and put the infrastructure in place so that you can have a good learning experience in this college. In reviewing the free SHS policy, the former president says feeding grants for some students will be reversed to heads of institutions. Free SHS there are and could be a bio, and so I'll see a CSC and send a bear, you bring your home for so ye, and on a teacher and a kind or so for shade your name for any day, and yet, and to was a Oberco schooler, Sika Ober say, said Oberto, if you are near Manak, I could be a school, a bro school fees are not yet, you know, and she shall my and say, We are school paying here, one of our school, no so a headmaster, only quite so Oberto, if you are near Mankodano. Stock. <laughs> Meanwhile, the chairman of the National Democratic Congress, Johnson Esiedun Ketia, is entreating the electorate to consider the track record of candidates who put themselves up for election. For Joy News, Mameo Jima, Half Region. So that was a report detailing uh, Mr. John Dramani Mahama's re- um, John Dramani Mahama's tour. And uh, you've heard him say a lot of things in the education sector. But much earlier we heard him talking about mining, where he says that if...
he wins the 2024 elections, his government will not grant uh, mining concessions or, or leases to companies that want to enter forest reserves. Let's, let's delve a bit more into that. And we've been joined by Dr. Abdul Wadud Moomin. He's a senior lecturer at the University of Energy and Natural Resources School of Mines. It's a pleasure to have you here. I'm grateful for your time. So um, conversations about mining in forest reserves. We know that for many of the, of the stories that have been highlighted, um, the people who are mining in forest reserves have not necessarily been granted licenses. Many of these have been done by people involved in illegal mining, i.e. they go uh, under the cover of darkness, they illegally enter these forest reserves, and they destroy the forest cover, and we know what the implications are. What are your general impressions about Mr. Mahama's focus? Is it really an issue of fighting illegal mining or it is an issue of granting concession or leases for, for companies to enter forest reserves? Thank you very much and good morning to your viewers and listeners and good morning to all meaningful Ghanaians. Um, my first comment is that I, I give thumbs up to the, His Excellency the former President John uh, Mahama uh, if he dreams to stop um, uh, illegal mining and even granting uh, concessions in forested areas. That's an excellent idea. Um, in any case, where this comment is emanating from is the LI that has actually been passed recently, uh, by, I mean, which was uh, sponsored by the EPA to allow exploration and mining activities in certain reserves. And that has been actually the, the, the problem that has generated this. Mm. Look, the Ghana has been a signatory to the UNCCD and, and the United Nations SDGs 2030, particularly the SDG 15.3, uh, which seeks to protect life on land. And this includes forest areas and all wildlife reserves. Uh, irrespective, and the other SDG, which is uh, SDG 12, which... Uh, talks about uh, um, responsible consumption and production. Uh, we do not have to grant mining concessions in forested and protected areas. Nature reserves uh, must be well protected. In any case, for our own um, and good and ecosystem services, which every life and every non-living thing also even benefit from. We need to take a clue from uh, what's happening in Colombia. In Colombia, largely, there are a whole lot of illegal mining activities in the forested areas. We also need to take a clue from the rest of the um, mm. southern, uh, southern America. In southern American areas like uh, Peru, Brazil, Chile, where you have the Amazonian forest, right. which is a, one of the largest forests in the world, and there is a lot of mining activity taking place in these areas. What are the repercussions? Uh, what are the water pollution uh, climate in, uh, uh, impacts on agriculture, climate impact on the mining activities themselves. Mm. And I do think that currently, even in the laws of Ghana, the mining law of Ghana and the minerals and mining policy of Ghana, there is anything, any, pol uh, any section or portion that allows the grant of um, concession in forest areas right. is unacceptable. Right, right. For that reason, if the, if the, if the um, former president thinks that 
And, and he suggests that I agree with him perfectly. Dr. Moomin, the CEO of the Minerals Commission, uh, Mr. Martin AEC, thinks otherwise. Now, here's his argument. We don't allow mining in forest reserves. Yet, like I mentioned earlier, we know for a fact that people enter mining reserves illegally under the cover of darkness. We know the Forestry Commission is not um, resourced enough to go after these people. His argument is that why not allow responsible mining in these reserves where there is a bit more regulation we ha we decide or determine which parts of the forest reserves must be mined obviously paying attention to the fact that we need to protect the forest reserve as well so his argument is we don't have to sit idle we don't have to let the forest sit idle because people are mining in it anyway why not allow people to go in there to do the responsible thing I, I cannot um, disagree with uh, Mr. Martin Aisi. He's a very respectable person. He's well experienced. He's worked in the Minerals Commission for many years before becoming president to the position of a CEO. And I also know uh, he, we may have to investigate thoroughly into whatever proposals he has said in this regard. But as an, an intellectual, my opinion is that if we do so, look, Ghana is a signatory to the UNCCF. Ghana is a signatory to the UNCCD. Convention, Ghana is also a signatory uh, to the SDGs. And if we allow mining in forest areas, we may be contravening all these uh, global policies and conventions that we have agreed, uh, which have all frowned upon resource extraction in reserve in nature biodiversity areas. For that reason, it is unacceptable and it is, it might, it, it is illegal to do that. If we also do that, look, let's think through into the future. Are we just interested in resource extraction today by jeopardizing the opportunities of uh, future generations, let's say even the next five years? Just consider the significance of forest areas in uh, carbon sequestration and also the protection of water bodies, both underground and surface water bodies. Uh, also consider the other significance of forests to allow our resource extraction. Now, if you, if you go back to the archives of the Ghana Environmental State... Uh, Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. 
If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Caught by the EPA. Uh, in 2021-2022, it tells you the amount of forest areas that have been degraded and how much are we recovering, how much are we rehabilitating to balance the net carbon concentrations in the atmosphere. That is actually contributing to this. Let's also do the cost-benefit analysis. Uh, so we may have to engage with the Minerals Commission at some point in time to do the cost-benefit analysis. But in any case, I do not see anywhere around the world where mining is legally accepted in forested areas. It is highly unacceptable and the damaging, the repercussions are more alarming and cannot be actually uh, treated for, for resource extraction, whether gold, whether lithium, any other mineral. Dr. Moomin, but it's happening anyway in places, uh, in forest reserves um, like Apam, Prama, Subin Shelter Belt, the Oda River Forest, in the Ashanti region, we know there's mining going on. So whether or not people are granted access to legally, according to the CEO of the Minerals Commission, responsibly mine in these areas, there's still mining going on. So we are still losing anyway. So uh, what's the point here, really? That's why my, my initial question was, should the focus be about whether we are going to allow people to responsibly mine in these areas, our focus should be on how to realistically deal with those who are entering the forest reserves anyway, illegally, and still causing the harm that we don't want to be caused. I I have mentioned on this studio before that illegal mining should be treated as the way we treat narcotic drugs. Um, we all know that narcotic drugs trading are going on, and we have always been on the hunt for such people who perpetrate it. It's the same. Let's apply the same logic here. Uh, illegal mining happening in forest areas. As at now, it is illegal. We all accept that it's illegal, and illegal criminals are always um, ahead of security apparatus. So yes, and I know the Minerals Commission even has its set up its own uh, monitoring uh, 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 rooms. Uh, trying to fetch out all these areas that uh, illegal miners are in the forest areas. And for that reason, that alone defeats uh, any thinking that uh, once it is already happening, let's go ahead and legalize it. No, it it, it is not something that we can actually blink an eye to accept. But if you go um, further to think through what uh, Mr. Aisi has suggested, if it means that we have actually given up in stemming out illegal mining in forested areas, if we want to legalize it, whatever it is. But I, I still stand on the point that, look, 
we have to do the cost-benefit analysis before we proceed. The fact that we are fighting and we are not winning the fight, uh, we are not able to stand them out. Uh, how, what amount of benefit is that going to enable if we illegalize it? Look, I, I remember three weeks ago, I made a proposal uh, to the U.S. Embassy at a tech camp we held in Tepperade that one of the ways I think that we could help to add for stall illegal mining, not necessarily in forested areas, is to introduce and educate miners, particularly the small-scale miners, on carbon trading. If we introduce the idea of carbon trading as a complementary livelihood activity, not an alternative livelihood activity to them, we may be able to succeed in rehabilitating most of these degraded land, including the forest areas. What do I mean? Uh, if we get the illegal miners, we know them a lot of times, uh, where they are and who they, where they work and who they work for. If we could uh, strike a balance, educate them on the benefits that come after uh, engaging in carbon trading, that is uh, engaging in agroforestry. If miners could engage in agroforestry, wherever they mine and the next uh, concession, they are moving to an illegal concession, of course, they are moving to. If they could re rehabilitate the previous concession that they have worked and convert it to an agroforestry, and then we'll link them up to the carbon trading companies overseas, and which is actually organized by the EPA, and also just shortly I have seen that the Minister of Lands and Natural Resources has had some contact with the carbon trading companies. If we can have all these engagements, then fine. So it takes us back to the, to the early 18s, 1800s, when the Europeans started to extract forest, I mean log, timber from forest for product for, man, for their manufacturing companies, for the production of shipping boots, for roofing and for textiles. Then they came to the logical conclusion that, look, we, our rate of extraction of forest products was more than our recovery of forest, uh, forest lands. So what do we do? We need to balance it. So to balance it means that we need to assess the carrying capacity of each of these forests, assess the cost-benefit analysis of that, and our rate of reforestation, afforestation should be more than the rate at which we harvest forest lands for uh, timber, for log, and for what other, other purpose. If we, given our current circumstances, can implement this and let illegal miners accept and come to know the fact that, look, there is another avenue to even earn more dollars than just the mineral commodity. And anytime commodity prices are low, uh, they could actually be seriously engaged in harvesting carbon points and credits to earn more dollars right. to stay afloat on business. I think that is fine. But even the fact that we have laws that ban them from doing uh, what they do currently, are we able to manage them? Are we able to control them? Let's think through this. If we can also um, implement or um, educate and implement the carbon trading as a complementary activity to the illegal mining, fine. We would be raising more forests than we would be depleting forests. Right, Doc. Mm. We would have to leave it here. Engage. Sorry, can you, just, you. Uh, can you just wrap up on that point? Yeah, so the miners themselves eventually will engage in raising more forest lands than they deplete forest lands. Thank you. I appreciate your time. Dr. Abdul Wadud Moomin is a senior lecturer at the University of Energy and Natural Resources Schools of Mines. And we've been having a conversation about mining because former President John Dramani Mahama says his government, if he wins the 2024 elections, will not grant 
concessions in forest reserves. Let's touch base now with Nanaya Ojima, who is with the former president's team. And uh, Nanaya, is the former president still in the Buna region? What, has, what more has he been saying? Currently, the former president have moved from the Bono region to the Ahafo area. Now, he is at Asunafo South, where he is engaging the people of um, Kukum, one of the communities within the constituency. Now, um, this is the second day of the tour to the Ahafo region. Yesterday, he did some areas in Diayan Kwanta and Jumo and you know other communities in the area now what basically he is doing is that he is seeking concerns of the ordinary Ghanaian um, various identifiable groups he is meeting them taking their concerns and these concerns will feed into the manifesto of the National Democratic Congress for the 2024 election this is not the first time the NDC led by John Mahama is undertaking such an exercise and um, same exercise was taken in 2020 and it fed into the um, people's manifesto of 2020 now the concerns that are coming up according to john mahama are not different from what they picked in 2020 so um some of the campaign promises and policies are being repeated here in the Bono and Ahafo areas. For instance, he spoke about reviewing the free SHS policy. Um, he says that it is one of the very good policies under Nanado Danko Akufuado, and it will be proper that if the NDC comes into power, um, the policy is maintained, but a review. For instance, he believes that um, the feeding grant of the feed school, um, the free SHS, is granted or awarded to the is is in the hands of the head teachers of these schools so that they can better manage um, the feeding of these students um, according to him what obtains presently is not in the interest of the students that the national buffer stock is now you know um, providing the feeding for these students and there have been a lot of identified challenges um, with this system so when he is voted to return to power, he will make sure that these um, funds are given to the head teachers of the various schools to ensure that these students get feeding always. Um, he's also been um, promising to ensure that he, 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 he gets a lean government. He forms a lean government so that the money that is saved from this lean government will go into the payment of allowances for assembly members. Um, a number of policies are being repeated on this trip. On health, he believes that when his government should come to power, uh, there is the need to make, a, to make sure that the various infrastructure that was started in his term, that um, before he was voted out, he continued these um, infrastructure ensure that they are completed and opened for use by the Ghanaian public. Now what is coming up new is the 24-hour economy. What he is saying is that he wants to ensure that the country gets to run 24 hours and um, what he is going to do to help these various companies who who sign up for the 24 
uh, economy policy is that there will be some tax relief for these people. Also, the electricity bills these companies get to pay at the evenings where they, when they are working will be reduced for so that's my colleague Nanay Aljuma joining us from the Ahafu region. He's with Team uh, Mahama as they tour parts of the country. He's just been giving us a brief of what the uh, the former president has been saying um, in these various meetings. Away from that, Information Minister Kujopo Nkrumah has described the reaction of minority MPs to the 2024 budget as useless and empty. Minority leader Dr. Casey Alatoforsen told journeys the budget presented last week offers no hope to the suffering Ghanaian public. Government has also been assuring there will be no overspending in 2024, which is an election year. Parliamentary Affairs correspondent Kweku Asante has more in this report from the first day of the 2024 post-budget debate. The 2024 budget debate has now started in earnest with MPs from both sides going neck and neck with each other. In fact, today on the floor, MPs were literally at the throats of each other with Kojo Pongkrumah starting the debate and criticizing the minority for describing this budget as useless and empty. First objective of any sound economic policy or economic program at this time should be to bring back stability. Mr. Speaker, if you look at this program, pages 1 to 164, as I mentioned, where you find the full outline of the economic program, you'll find that the objective number one is stability. To bring the cost of living down to a level that our fellow compatriots in this country can accommodate. Inflation sitting somewhere around the 50s, brought down or being brought down this year currently to about 35, 32%. And the forecast is that in the 2024 financial year to bring inflation further down to 15%. Mr. Speaker, if anybody says that an economic program like this is useless or is empty, that cannot be true. You also heard from acting ranking member on the finance committee, Isaac Adongo, who actually went back on last year's comparison between Vice President Dr. Mahmoud Baumia and Harry Maguire of Manchester United. You may be wondering why the footballer is up on the floor of parliament on this debate. Listen. Taking an additional amount of 279 billion from the poor people in Ghana. You still remember e -Levy. They said e -Levy was going to be the Akobang of the world. Now, where have you reached? Mr. Speaker, you remember that last year, I was very quick to compare my big brother, Dr. Mahmoud Baumia, to Harry Maguire. Mr. Speaker, I now apologize to Harry Maguire. Mr. Honorable Chairman, sir, you got very angry when I used your defender as an example. Today, Maguire has turned the corner as a transformation footballer. Maguire, Harry Maguire, is now scoring goals for Manchester United. Mr. Speaker, Harry Maguire is now a key player for Manchester United. As for our Maguire, he is now roaming at the IMF. With a cup in hand. With a cup in hand. As for our Maguire, the economic Maguire, now was able to get pensioners to leave their homes and come and parade in the streets. Deputy Finance Minister Binawase Asari has been assuring that government will not overspend in 2024 and derail the progress the economy has made so far. Mr. Speaker, when you come to our expenditure, in the past, like I said earlier, governments have used election year as auctioning periods 
engaging in all kinds of projects to win votes. But this government is committing itself to strong fiscal consolidation and efficient management of existing commitments in order not to derail the hard-won stability that we are witnessing. Mr. Speaker, as part of this commitment, Mr. Speaker, as part of this commitment, government is not initiating new commercial loan-funded projects. And so when you check Appendix 10C, where we usually have a commercial loan-funded project, the place that place is blank. This tells you government is really committed and to living within it means. But the minority are not enthused about that assurance and says it will be taken with a pinch of salt. John Jinapo is ranking member on the Mines and Energy Committee. Firstly, let me just deal with a factual inaccuracy. Because in this chamber, I do know that Mr. Speaker, you encourage a lot of intellectual debate based on facts. You can have your different opinion, but you cannot have different sets of facts. Madam Deputy Speaker, Madam Deputy uh, Minister, you said that you have a track record in election year expenditure. For the record, in 2016, go and read the updated data. The deficit was about 6%. 2020, under your regime, election year, your deficit was a whopping 17%. Wow. It has never happened, Mr. Speaker. And in that year, no country had that deficit of 17%. The debate is now going to continue in the subsequent days until the 28th of November when the minority leader and the majority leader will conclude the debate. And from now till then, we are going to expect more jibes and jabs at each other. If what happened today on the floor is anything to go by, the next few days will be about jabs and jibes as the minority seek to make Dr. Mahmoud Bamiya the centerpiece of their debate on the floor while the majority also clearly want to take on former President John Dramani Mahama because these are the two persons who will be going at each other in 2024 when the election is set to happen. Reporting for Joy News, Miku Asante, Parliament House, Accra. Right, so let me take you to Parliament now. We expect that the debate for today will commence shortly. Kweku Asante is there for us and joins us with what to expect. Hello, Kweku. Do we have a better attendance today? Yesterday, one of the key highlights of, of, of the debate was that, especially on the majority side, there were very few MPs um, uh, seated at the time the debate started, and considering that this is their budget, I mean, it didn't send a good signal to the minority who raised that issue. But what does it look like this morning? It's 10.34 already. Well, Ben, is the, the debate, uh, I said the debate, the, the proceeding for today actually just started. The Speaker of Parliament just walked in. And today's attendance is nothing to write home about. I just left the chamber and there's a screen that I'm just looking at now. There are not up to 15 members of Parliament on both sides of the House who are currently in the House. The Speaker of Parliament just said a prayers. And the bells have been tolling, I mean, inviting MPs to come to the floor for business to be done. As we speak, there are not up to 15 members of Parliament on both the minority and the majority sides on the floor. In fact, at the time I was leaving the chamber for this call, it was just the leaders that were seated on the front benches and a few other MPs sitting behind them. The attendance is completely nothing to write home about this morning. And the expectation is that in the coming minutes or in the coming hours, MPs will come to the floor. If you look at the car park, it appears there are MPs who are within the precincts of parliament. But MPs are not on the chamber. So the question is, where are they? 
but now they are correcting votes and proceedings after they have they, they, they've said the prayer and we expect that in the next few minutes when the two of the budget is expected to continue MPs will come to the floor for business to, 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 to be done. And Kweku, do we expect it to take the same format as it did yesterday, where individuals were given um, a certain number of minutes to make a, a case either for or against uh, the debate or sections of the debate? Is it still going to be that same format? Yes, it is going to be the same format. And from the business statement presented to us last week, today is going to be about communications, energy, roads, works and housing, sanitation and environment. These are the key areas that are going to be debated today on the floor and the respective ranking members and the chairpersons of these committees in the House, as well as the ministers, if they are on the floor to debate this, will go into the specifics of this. As we have been made to understand, the ranking members and committee chairpersons will have 15 and 20 minutes to debate and then all other MPs will have 10 minutes. But these key sectors will... will, will Well, too bad. It appears we lost Kwekwa Santi there. He was just giving us a brief of what today was, is going to look like in terms of the post-budget debate. It's day two. And we'll try and work that line and get the concluding part of, of his submission and then also stay in Parliament for you and bring you the highlights of today's debate. Away from that, the death toll in the ethnic clashes at Adele Chala and Chode communities in the OT region has risen to eight. Uh, the Interior Minister has imposed a 13-hour-long um, curfew on that township in Inquanta. He's also banned the carrying of arms and ammunition. Residents have fled the community. They fear reprisals. Speaking to John News, OT Regional Minister Joshua Makubu said it's uncertain when uh, the curfew will end. One was to increase the number of men in town. And then uh, the second one was the imposition of the curfew. As I speak to you now, some men have come from the Bota region, the Greater Accra region, and others are on their way coming. So some of them arrived in town before the imposition of the curfew. And I confirmed from my regional police commander who is currently in Nkwanta, and so they have enough men to deploy into town to enforce the curfew. What's the update on the number of fatalities tonight? Yeah, so when we spoke in the afternoon, the number was fixed. But this afternoon, uh, the evening, my police commander, after they had gone around to convey their body, said the number stands at eight um, bodies. Uh, uh, you know, the way in Quanta is, and then the settlement among these uh, people, uh, if, for instance, uh, today people are using the Bonache route to Nyambo, Abrawanko, and other things, it's among their people and it will be easy. If the other people are using the route towards Chelsea and that as the content to critique, it's among their people and that should be easy for them. So far, we have not had any requests of anybody asking for escorts to leave town. It's only in situations where some people are found in some part of Nkwanta country and they thought they were not safe. They reached out to either the police or the uh, research 
and then we ensured that they were evacuated from that place to where they first said. Now let's get more on this uh, this morning, what the latest is in that part of the country. Uh, Adung News' Obrimpong Owusu joins us on the phone with more. Obrimpong, good morning to you. What does it look like in the, in the community this morning? Well, the community is actually back to its normalcy, but not as expected. And all, like, as you know, uh, activities in Uganda has been. Um, the curfew that was imposed yesterday evening has actually uh, having people checked on a social and economic activity from the area. People, uh, I can confirm to their shops are still uh, remain locked. So there's no business, there's no car for people to travel to wherever they are going. People are still packing up, flying uh, out of the town, like they're leaving the town for safety. And things are really, really not under control. We've been speaking to some of the residents here about the concern. We've been sharing with that that, yes, the case that was imposed on them yesterday was actually a good one that they think uh, going forward, the ministry and its agency to take a necessary measure that can ensure and give the people of Nkwanta everlasting solution to this. Because the, uh, the continual killing and disturbances and riot that continue occurring in Nkwanta, it is really retiring the development the development activities of the area and the need for the interior minister and any organ to, to put her together to ensure that peace uh, returns in Kwanza for its activities. That's Paul, um, just uh, for, for, for those who are not familiar with what led to all of this, can you just furnish us with the details? What do we know uh, to be the, the cause of these clashes that led to the deaths? Um, on Monday, around 4 p.m. in the evening, when market women were at the Quartet Market coughing and doing their activities, then there was a gunshot from nowhere that six at, uh, at, the, at that time uh, sustained gun injuries and they were sent to Quartet in Jason Hospital for treatment, including a, a police officer who was there to ensure peace and order. Um, as I said with you, among, uh, out of the six that were sent in Kwanza Singhese Hospital, two of them had been confirmed dead, and the remaining are still on admission. Whilst the police officer had been uh, referred to uh, Police City Hospital for further treatment. So what has figured this, I think for past one month, we've been reporting about insecurity in Nkwanza South, whereby um, a clan of ICD wanted to celebrate their traditional young festival. Uh, with, um, Two ethnic groups, Bain, Adele, and Tala, proposed a decision which resulted in the riot and where properties and life were lost. So we were thinking uh, peace was gradually returning to the community until Monday, this issue uh, triggered again where about eight people had been confirmed dead, some are still uh, on a diminishing what property have been destroyed. As I said with you, schools have been closed down. Workers in the area have been, uh, have also left the town for their own safety. Now, even some commercial banks, like where you can get access to urban money, banks in the area have been closed. Life has been very, very difficult for people, especially where people can even get food to buy or buy water for their own uh, consumption. So life here recently, it is really, really, really affecting the economic activities of the area.
Right. Thank you so much, Obrimpong Owusu, uh, joining us uh, with details on what's happening in part of the OT region, uh, to be precise, the Adeli Chalaina Achode uh, uh, clash. We will keep our eyes there and we will bring you more on that incident. Now, prepare for an exciting experience at the Grand Fair of the 2023 Ecobank Journeys Habitat Fair. It's coming up at the Accra International Conference Center this Thursday. That's actually tomorrow, November 23rd, to Sunday, November 26th, from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. every day. Carlos Caloni has been engaging some sponsors ahead of the day. Apollonia City is not just an estate, it's a world-class city spanning 12 years and 5 countries on the African continent, boasting over 30,000 acres of development. In Ghana, its premium city sits on a 2,535 acres with about 4 residential properties and counting. Meet the company's marketing and communications manager, Yao Champoneji. Apollonia City is a 2,325-acre mixed-use, master-planned, controlled, and service development by a company called Rendeva that happens to be Africa's largest urban developer with about 30,000 acres of development in five countries, Ghana, Nigeria, Kenya, Zambia, and the Democratic Republic of Congo. Now, Apollonia City was developed with a concept that we call Live, Work, Play. Live, Work, Play means that within the same facility, we've made provision for residential users, we've made provision for... Um, when you need zucchini or deli ham, Instacart shoppers lend a hand. Add a little life to your cart. And if you want your bananas green, honey, it ain't no thing. Add a little life to your cart. Instacart helps get your groceries. Your first three deliveries are free. Download Instacart. Add life to cart. Terms apply. At Strayer University, we see you striving to work harder and go further. That's why we provide you with the tools you need to get there, like offering a brand new laptop when you enroll in a bachelor's program. So you can do your coursework anytime, anywhere, and always keep striving. Visit strayer.edu to learn more. Eligibility rules, restrictions, and exclusions apply. Connect with us for details. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. Hello, Saver. Whether you're saving for that trip to the tropics or saving for an emergency, now is the time to take advantage of Wells Fargo's savings options. Wells Fargo offers savings accounts that can help you save towards your goals. So, what are you saving for? Visit a Wells Fargo branch or wellsfargo.com backslash save to open a savings account today. Wells Fargo Bank N.A. Member FDIC. 
Shop Macy's Black Friday specials for amazing deals on gifts they'll love now while supplies last. Like 25% off Nike for him, her, and kids. 75% off fine jewelry. And 10 to 50% off select appliances from Black & Decker, Cuisinart, Instant Pot, and more. Plus, get it faster with store pickup. Now at Macy's. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. Please note that stores are closed Thanksgiving Day. Commercial and light industrial users, and we've also made provision for recreational users. This for us is gifts what we call a complete life, that people should be able to live in close proximity to the things that matter to them. Now, Apollonia City has been around since 2015. Uh, we have like I said, 2,325 acres. And currently we have about four residential products here within Apollonia City. We're currently seated at the Oxford Apollonia City's first um, residential unit. Now, if you may ask me about what makes Apollonia City unique from um, other projects, really it comes to what we call our master plan. I know you want to hear more. That's why you have to join us from tomorrow to, through to Sunday at the Accra International Conference Center for the Ecobank Joinings Habitat Fair. It's in partnership with Ecobank, the Pan-African Bank, and powered by the planned city extension project from cities and habitats rent to own. It's also sponsored by Elegant Homes and General Construction Limited, where quality meets value. Global Lighting, your solution to quality lighting. Syntex Tank, a strong, a tough. Gold Key Properties, building prestige since 1997. And Springfield Estates, where dreams are built. Also, Virtual Security, Complete Security Solutions, DBS, your roof experts, Virtual Infosec Africa, Security Solutions by Design, St. Gobain, making the world a better place, and Clifton Homes, Beautiful Homes, Wise Investments, the Kensington Heights, Airport City Kumasi, by the HDG Homes Limited. Please make a date and join us. But coming up shortly is business. Daryl Kwal will be telling you about how technology is being used to increase yields in rice production. In Accra, it's like watching DSTV. Last time, my passenger cried in my car, sir. Hey, she be watching our papa. DSTV, dear, it go over you. Another one. It's magnificent. Bring it here.
my child gets so many gifts, and that definitely includes the best of Christmas cartoons. Plus, it keeps her occupied whilst I get things done. We watch the Premier League on Super Sports, like we are in a stadium. Rashford was in an offside position, but he wasn't interfering with play. And Bruno scored. This Christmas, dear, entertainment galore on DSTV. The contents just go over you. Dial star seven five nine hash to reconnect or stay connected now. On the 25th day of November, Africa will be moved by music. It's the 11th Guinness Ghana DJ Awards, powered by Smirnoff. Who wins what? Who wears what? The back-to-back jams by the hottest DJs and your favorite music stars. Celebrate the biggest night of music as we recognize our iconic DJs. Miss performances by DJ Sky, Stone Boy, DJ Nice, Master Q, Gal Dem DJ, Samini, Lil Wayne, DJ Sly, The Mask DJ, and all the way from Netherlands, DJ Polyester, Gal Star 713 Star, 33 Star, 33 Hush, to get your tickets to this unforgettable night of great music. The Guinness Ghana DJ Awards is powered by Smirnoff and sponsored by Game Park Ghana, Virtual Sound Lab, DSTV Aquaba Magic, PC Entertainment, Hooked on Entertainment, with media partners, join 99.7 FM, Hits FM, join Prime TV, WhatsApp TV, GhanaMusic.com, the radio advertising people, and Showbiz TV. Hi, good morning. Welcome to Business. My name is Daryl Kwao. Researchers at the Soil Research Institute of the Council for Scientific and Industrial Research have commenced an upscale of agricultural technology to transform Ghana's rice production system under the Transforming Agri-Food Systems in West and Central Africa project. The scientists are introducing farmers to diverse options in rice-based systems with fish, vegetables, and legumes on farmlands. The eco-technology aims at food and nutrition security and multiple multiple income generation streams for farmers. Here's more in this report. Ghana currently consumes about 1.5 million metric tons of rice annually, with approximately 50% being imported. This pushes rice to become the second major staple of the country, providing incomes for smallholder farmers. With increasing demand for the staple crop, the government and researchers suggested the introduction of mineral fertilizer, but has since degraded the country's soil quality. To mitigate the negative impact of mineral fertilizer applications on the environment, scientists at the Soil Research Institute are integrating nature-based solutions for diversifying rice-based systems. Dr. Emmanuel Dugan is research scientist at the Soil Research Institute. 
trying to you know transform our normal agri-food production system and um, it's in west and central africa and here in ghana we choose uh, rice because we already know that crops like maize which is uh, a major staple food we already have a system mixed cropping system and so on and so forth but rice even though now it has achieved the major staple level you know we we, we usually cropped it as so as so rice i mean it's only rice field we don't mix any other crop but we want to change the status quo the project would test potential diversification alternatives in rice-based systems with either fish, vegetables or legumes and evaluate the agronomic and economic performance of the systems. Dr. Ephraim Sechianan is a lead for the project. So basically Africa Rice is providing sponsorship to the Soil Research Institute to diversify our rice systems because we've realized that rice is a key staple in our food systems in Ghana. And um, if we want to sustain its production, then we have to see how we could employ nature-based solutions in, in the rice-based system. So under this project, we are integrating rice and fish, so um, rice and tilapia on the same field. So it's not like you have a separate rice field and then a se separate fish pond. It's on the same field and then rice and catfish. And also we want to integrate rice and vegetables and rice and legumes to enhance food um, security and also new nutrition security. Now businesses have been encouraged to make their investments make investments in their communities through corporate social responsibilities. This some observers say will complement government's effort to develop the country. Speaking to Joy Business after the Sustainability and Social Investment Awards in Accra, Chairman of the Awarding Board, Professor Douglas Barton, said the companies must be recognized for making positive impacts in their host communities. Corporate social responsibility has been a major source of companies to help communities they operate in. By practicing corporate social responsibility, also called corporate citizenship, companies can be conscious of the kind of impact they are having on all aspects of society, including economic, social and environmental. This year's event rewarded companies in all sectors of the economy. Professor Douglas Boating is the chairman of the board of the Sustainability and Social Investment Awards. They were making a real impact. It was not just talk. They were following their talk with actions. And what is this is what we need in society. We have a tendency to talk a lot in our society, but we now need people that are implementers, that are actioning their talk. And this sustainability awards is basically to acknowledge those that are making an impact, not just within their small communities, but across the country. And the companies that have been, been honored. Akosu Yamenu is the deputy CEO of the National Youth Authority. She represented Samira Baumia as the special guest. Building a sustainable future for all serves as a poignant reminder of the pivotal role our economy plays in shaping the destiny of our nation. The theme also explores the dynamic interplay between economic growth and environmental responsibility, emphasizing the imperative of ensuring that our prosperity is intricately woven with sustainability for the benefit of all Ghanaians. As we applaud the endeavors of those being honored today, 
it is crucial to acknowledge the profound impact that corporations, both large and small, have on the achievement of the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. And that's it for the segment. The news returns after the break. Climate change is changing the landscape of agriculture in Ghana. It's time to adapt and thrive. Join us at the EU Climate Diplomacy Week as we empower Ghanaian farmers with strategies to build resilience. Be part of our panel discussion on the topic Building Climate Change Adaptation Capacity at the Farmer Level Live on Joy 99.7 FM, the Joy News Channel and across our social media platforms Wednesday 22nd November 2023 at 2pm from the West African Centre for Crop Improvement, University of Ghana This event is brought to you by the European Union and GIZ in partnership with Joy News Thank you so much for your company on this edition of News Desk with me, Bernice Abubedu Lansal, top story flag bearer of the opposition NDC. John Dramani Mahama says his government will not grant mining concessions in forest reserves if he wins the 2024 elections. There's more news when you log on to myjoyonline.com.